Swoosh has revolutionized the game. Swoosh is a training system that helps players learn and coaches teach perfect shot mechanics faster and more efficiently than anything else on the market. Get yours at swooshofficial.com. That's S-W-S-H official.com to get yours today and score more. Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Perano. Today's guest, Dave Hoppe, joins the show. We talk hoops, life. Let's dive right in with Dave Hoppe. Welcome right. to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano, here with my man of the hour, Dave Hoppe. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. So I just want to, uh, I just want to thank you for being on my show. First of all, um, you know, you you inspired me when I was a young boy to become a great shooter. I got the privilege to work with you twice uh, in my life uh, when I was 16 and once when I was 17 and I truly truly believe there are certain mentors and coaches in um, players lives of basketball and I want to say that you were one of them that touched my soul and I want to thank you for that well thank you I mean it's uh, glad somebody was listening to me at some point you know (laughs) yeah Yeah, um, I, I wanted uh, my listeners because I, I know that I'm considered old school in basketball now, and you're obviously considered old, old school um, to this newer generation. Can you give some insight of your life in basketball? Uh, I started out, grew up in uh, Keyport, New Jersey, small town, and when I was a young kid, I played baseball, basketball, and football, and uh, at that time, um uh, Baseball was my favorite sport, and in the ninth grade, I moved to Baltimore, Maryland. And when I moved into the city, I uh, joined the YMCA, and then I just started spending you know, a lot of time you know, up in the gym by myself, and uh, I didn't have any coaching at that time, and I was just you know, throwing the ball up there, hoping it went in. I didn't have any like, formal coaching, but it was uh, a game I could spend time on my own with. You know, There's a million ball handling drills and everything, and then, I used to work on passing against the wall and everything. And then uh, one uh, college player who went to Prosper State, Dana Cunningham, he gave me a mimeograph sheet of uh, basketball homework. It was Pistol Pete's basketball homework. So I started, you know, uh, spending a lot of time working on my ball handling and everything. And then uh, I went to my first basketball camp when I was 16 and um, learned to shoot the basketball the correct way from uh, – Hank Slider, rest his soul, Herb McGee, and George Lehman. They were sort of my mentors. CNM, they had impacted my lives. And then, uh, you know, I still wasn't very good. I was on JV as a junior. And I tell kids, you're on JV as a junior. You suck. You know, you're not that good. And uh, Right. But I didn't quit. And I didn't transfer schools. I just kept working harder and harder. And then by the time I was a senior, I was one of the top uh, 15 players in in Baltimore and made third team all metro and all metro included Catholic League, City League and County League. So and then um you know I still didn't have a lot of offers so I went to a junior college in Baltimore and then I went to a small school in Nebraska and then I went overseas to play for a number of years and then uh, 
I got hired in the NBA when I was 48. So, but the time from the time I retired to like the time uh, retired of playing, but by the time I got in the NBA, I had been doing you know individual workouts and everything, and it was sort of like you now nobody did that stuff back then. Now there's 50 million um, you know trainers and coaches and NBA skills trainers or whatever terminology you want to throw on it, you know. Right. Now, um, I, I, there's a, a few key, uh, key things you mentioned in there, and I wrote them down. Um, obviously, you, you had mentioned as a junior, you weren't very good, but in a year's time, you became a top player in a high mm-hmm. school in Baltimore, where, you know, playing in Baltimore, there's, there's a few places. You got Baltimore, that triangle there, you got New York, and you got mm-hmm. out here in, in Southern California, which are really good for basketball. Um, a lot of great players come out of those three major parts of America. Um, how many shots did you shoot a day? I used to make, you know, I was more into makes. Anybody can shoot shots, you know. I was okay. in, I mean, I made at least 500 every day. And that's in addition to playing, you know, at lunchtime, I played the YMCA with the college players and so forth. And then I was either in a, a league in, at nighttime or we played pickup ball. You know, out we'd go to the parks and play pickup ball at night times and on weekends as well. There was no AAU basketball and stuff. I mean, you went and if you lost, you sat. You know, you don't want to lose. I mean, you know, AAU basketball, you know, you're going to play five, six games every weekend and every you travel and hey, spend more time traveling. You do playing. Man, that's a hundred percent. You're you're absolutely right. Um, I love the fact that you mentioned makes. Um, that's actually funny because. Um, I forgot that I got that from you. I remember Mm -hmm. shooting, and I tell my son this all the time. My son's going to be a sophomore, and Mm -hmm. I tell him all the time, son, I used to make 500 shots six days a week. Mm -hmm. And and, um, I remember that, and I think I obviously got that from you. I homed in as that as a a sophomore and a junior, my junior Mm -hmm. summer, summer of my junior year going to my senior year. I homed in on on that uh, 500 makes a day, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't mean it had to be threes. It didn't mean it had to be, um, you know, form. It's just 500 shots. Right. You, you know, I uh, make I may make 50 form shots, but I counted mm-hmm. those as makes because you you know you had to you had to obviously sure. you had to do the form right. You you couldn't hit yeah. the rim. You know, it had to be all net. Um, you well, know, that counted. The thing is with the form shooting, I don't shoot every day. But every day that I shoot, I do form shooting. Right. You have to do the, you have to do the basics. And but now like I said you nowadays kids want to rush right to the three point line, and you wonder why they can't make shots. Can't make a shot two feet from the basket. How are you going to make it thirty feet from the hoop? Right. And you know nobody. You know I don't see any kid ever come. Hardly I should say. I, there's a few come in and start two feet underneath the basket. They rush right out to the three ball, and you wonder why they have bad, bad form. Especially at a young age, you don't have enough strength to shoot from the three. Right. And I grew up without the three. Even when I played in Europe, we didn't have the three-point line. I think it's the worst thing that's happened to the game of basketball. No, you're absolutely right. It's I, I love playing. I love when we play pickup ball and you hit a three, and then right away the other guys are calling, oh, man, that's, uh, it's now 2-0. No, man, that's a one. Everything uh-huh. is one in pickup ball. Uh-huh. There's no uh-huh. twos in ones. It's a, that's a one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Now – I love the fact of the 500 shots made um, because I, I preach that all the time and go to go to parks, go to open runs to different different uh, 
gyms or courts throughout their neighborhoods and throughout their county um, because I think that they're so wrapped up in having to get with a skill trainer. Whereas if you mm-hmm. go play men, even if they're not better than you, they're older, they're mm-hmm. stronger, they're a little more grittier. Um, mm-hmm. That is what's going to toughen you up and get you better. Am I correct? Without a doubt. And, uh, you know, going to the park, I mean, now, you know, like with, like I said, once again, AAU ball, you're playing all the time. You have referees, you know, all of this stuff. The mother and father are carrying the kids book bag, backpacks and all this stuff. You know, toughen the kid up. Let him, I, you know, I used to head into Baltimore. I'd be the only white guy in, in the, you know, in the hood, man. But that's where the best or better players were. And that's what made me better. I didn't stay out in the county suburbs, you know, with the white boys. I went in, you know, went into the city and it toughened me up. And right. nowadays it's, you know, we're, we're, our whole society is so soft these days. It's like, you know, nobody wants to toughen up anything, you know? Right. Now, um, you, you touching on that, getting tough, um, being tougher and, and, you know, not staying into the suburbs. Um, obviously playing pickup basketball, um, you know, if, if you, let's say you have a guy that, that backdoors you and, and lays it up. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to have an adult guy get in your face and tell you, hey, man, you need to play better D. What the hell are you doing? They might curse at you um, because Without they want to win, I mean, right? They don't want to see it. times. Yeah, and if you, did, if you didn't, like, if you took a bad shot, you'd hear about it. And the thing is with the older guys, if you were one of the young guys and you screwed up, you weren't getting picked to play again. Right. You had to play in the right way. Right. And, and, and see, and that's, and that's the thing that I think transfers nowadays to the, to the old school. Um, the problem is, like, for instance, I could jump on my son's case for, let's say he, he shot a shot, um, and maybe it wasn't a bad shot. Maybe he just shot it, he missed, and instead of hustling his ass back on defense, he kind of maybe jogged back. Where the guy mm-hmm. that was defending him, you know, mm-hmm. hurry up and cherry pick outlet, outlet to him, lay up, make, and I'm mm-hmm. yelling and, and screaming at him. I'll pull him out and get in his face and yell at him. But you know, good old moms or mm-hmm. or the other right. the other parents that he's been growing up with are like, why are you so tough on him? I'm like, tough on him? Did you just see the laziness? Right. Mm-hmm. You, you that's mm-hmm. unacceptable. Yeah. You know, and and I think that kids do need to get toughened up, and and I do blame society, and you're absolutely right about that. You did touch on uh, coaching in the NBA. Yes. How important or how much fun was that? Because you actually got hired later in life. You said you were 48. For the NBA, with the uh, Toronto Raptors, uh, great experience up there. Uh, we had uh, it was Andre Bargnani's rookie year. We actually won the Atlantic Division, but it was so bad somebody had to win it. We won it with like a 42 and 40 record, and we lost to uh, the New Jersey Nets uh, in the first round of the playoffs. But uh, great city. I mean, they loved their basketball up there. We were like Team Euro. We had, you know, uh, Jorge Garbajosa, Jose Calderon, Anthony Parker, who played a number of years overseas. And then we had Andre Borgnani. Um, we were just a lot of fun to watch play. Uh, we had TJ Ford great group of guys and uh, you know the great thing about it was uh, you know when I got hired I actually got hired uh, right after Thanksgiving they had already you know started the season but they were shooting so bad 
Brian Colangelo was the GM. He called me to get up there, and uh, we worked it out. I got up there with the guys, and uh, we ended up getting better uh, every month, uh, shooting the ball from the three, mid-range, and also from the charity stripe. So it was a great, uh, great year. And uh, from there, I went to the Washington Wizards. After the Wizards, I went to the Knicks. And then the most recent team I was with was the Detroit Pistons when Stan Van Gundy was coaching there. Oh, man, that must have been amazing to work with Stan, Ga- Stan Van Gundy. All, all the coaches. I mean, you learn so much from each one. Everyone's a little bit different in the way they do things. But, uh, you know, I've been blessed to work with a number of great coaches. You know, Sam Mitchell uh, in Washington, Eddie Jordan. You know, we ran the Princeton Pro sets. And uh, then in uh, New York with Coach Woodson, uh, who's now at Indiana University doing a great job. And then, you know, with Stan. But uh, all I've been blessed, you know, with all the coaches, the assistant coaches, they've all been, been super guys and, uh, you know, learn from each and every one of them. Right. Now, how, how, what's the difference from teaching a pro to, say, a youth or a high school player? Well, a pro, it's a little bit more difficult because they, if they have a, such a bad habit, it's harder for them to break. Oh, wow. You know, okay. If you, if you get it at a young age, you know, you can correct that. You know, if you've been shooting the ball, that's why I give all the credit in the world to, uh, you know, to uh, Lonzo Ball. I mean, he shot that ball from the left side of his head, and now he's one of the top shooters in the NBA till he, uh, you know, till he uh, tore his knee up last year. Right. And he, you know, he brought that ball over, and Fred Vincent's the shooting coach here with New Orleans. He's done a great job with him. I mean, you know, it's not easy to make that change at that stage of your life. And a lot of the pro guys, you know, I've made it to the pros. What do I need to do, you know? you know what can i do to improve but the great ones are always looking to get better i mean you know i I tell people success isn't a destination it's a journey it doesn't stop once you get to the pros there's still things you can improve on and i tell everyone until you can swish every shot there's always room for improvement wow coach i love that and and you saying swish every shot one of my favorite lines you had told me when i was 16 and i remember calling my father um and and I think I broke down to him because I had told him I I, I I didn't I didn't deserve to be in this camp. Uh, there's a lot of Division One, Division Two players. I'm I, I'm clearly not ready for this. I I thought I was uh, better than what I am, but I mm-hmm. did remember you telling us after the first day of camp, um, the second day you said, "Hey, n- none of you. It's not it's not um, in stone that you have to be in the gym." I think it was I might have been six seven in the morning, real mm-hmm. early. But the ones that make it in here, you're, you're in here for a reason. You you right. know that you're not you're not um, as as gifted as some of these athletes, and maybe you need to work on something else. You guys better be in here. And of course, I was one of those guys. And I remember you mm-hmm. saying, "Always think swoosh on every shot." Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I and I've been preaching that since I've I've had my own program now since oh my gosh, my son was eight, and now he's mm-hmm. fifteen, eight, nine, ten. So seven it, years, I've been preaching that for seven years in my program, uh, always think swoosh. That's it. takes more concentration and focus to swish a shot than to just throw one up and make it. Right. And, and you know, that's great. What's the difference from teaching a a man versus a woman? Um, The women, you know, it's just the strength factor. I mean, I, I find now that uh, girls listen better than the guys. They seem to, you know, because they're not as athletic and everything, so... They pay a little bit more attention to detail, I find. But uh, 
you know, I do camps for both boys and girls and, um, you know, they're, they're, um, you know, they're, they're, they just listen better. It seems like paying attention to the small things You know, guys want to get into like right off the bat, they want to do, you know, a sidestep three, you know, and I'm like, you can't even make a 15 foot, you know, shot from the charity stripe and you want to now add a sidestep three. I mean, you've got to master the basics first and they, the guys just seem to want to go to like, you know, all the stuff that they see on ESPN. Right. Whereas the girls will, you know, they'll stay with it, you know, working on the basic fundamentals, not worrying about all of, you know, all of, you know, craziness and flashiness and everything. I, like I tell kids, you don't get any extra points for dribbling the ball. No. You know, and, and be, be I, and very, I be very basic, you know, if you eliminate motion, you increase accuracy and, like I said, it's not the Olympics. You're not getting a degree of difficulty, extra points for that as well. You know, get on balance. Be shot ready. Yeah. Take your shot. No, you're absolutely right. I love that. I, I truly do. How important is it to just home in on the basics, like you said, and the accuracy just on on shooting? Because shooting is, is literally, it's it's an art. Oh, it is. But like I said, you have to have a routine. I mean, all the great ones have a routine. And most kids have no idea what they're doing when they go to the gym. They have no idea what they want to do. They just go in, they'll maybe shoot it, walk after the ball, go get it, shoot it. That's not a workout. You know, I, I have, uh, you know, before I go to the gym every day, I write down what I want to do or the, or the night before. Sorry, there's a truck going by. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, so like I said, I don't shoot every day, but every day I shoot, I do some semblance of my one hand form shooting adding the balance hand. I also have some form shots that I do off the dribble and so forth. And once I'm done with my form shooting, then I start into, you know, game shots, game speed, game spots. Okay. And where would your game spots be? Elbow? Elbow, you know, back when I played, you know, we didn't have the three-pointer, but now it's such a big part, you know. So I would do, you know, pull-up jump shots, you know, 15-footer with the right hand, pull-up jump shot, you know, dribble with the left hand, going right to left, getting to the elbows, uh, you know, then, you know, dribbling down to the the baseline, to the short corners for jump shots. After I do my mid-range, then I would, you know, work out to the three-point line and, and, do spot shooting first and after i did spot shooting i'd start doing movements and depending on you know how i was feeling i'd get into doing some step backs or whatever but shot fake if i was playing today i would concentrate on a shot fake show and go right show and go left because every defender wants to block a shot yes oh my gosh thank you so much coach so i tell my son and i tell some of his friends all the time that are on our elite team i say when you catch the ball if if they're closing out hard on you, it's mm-hmm. a simple triple threat. Mm-hmm. Fake, go right, go left. Head fake, go right. Uh, it's yeah. it's that simple. You have to slow it down. Catch, read mm-hmm. the defender. Just slow it down, read yep. the defender. Exactly but right. you got to be in your basketball game. stance in your game. shot. Yeah, and it's a triple threat. It's a simple mm-hmm. triple threat, just like Gannon told us. Yep. When you catch the ball, you're never as open as when you first received the ball. Oh my gosh, coach, you're preaching, man. You're preaching. I love it. I love it. Now, best piece of advice you have ever gotten from a coach? Best piece of advice I ever got from a coach. 
Well, you, you, you hit on it earlier. You're not as good as you think you are. And yeah. I've always, I've always, uh, you know, I've never taken myself too seriously. And, you know, the way that I, you know, and then, like I said, you know, when I was 16 and wanted to, I wish I would remember the coach's name, but it was a young, young guy. He was coaching JV basketball in the Philadelphia area. And at camp, he said, you know, if you want to be good, that's one thing. You want to be great. That's another but the only way you can improve is if you keep track of your shots. And right. I thought I was the only kid in the world not keeping track of my shots. Turns out I'm the only kid in the world that kept track of his shots. Absolutely. And now they got all these apps and all this, and the kids kids have the app and they don't use it. Yeah. I still I still use my notebook when I speak. Like I said, I just was down at Phenom Camp. I shot for, you know, 45 minutes for the kids. I was 204 for 205. This one three-pointer during a lecture. You know, and, uh, you know, like I said, I chart my shots. You can't improve on something you don't measure. And, right. you know, kids kids have no no clue. And like I said, then you got the gun that can pass the ball to you. That tells you what you shoot. But kids just don't, they don't, they don't track it. It's like, I don't, I don't understand. It's like, I get calls all the time and texts and everything. Hey, you have drills? Yeah, I got drills. Can you send them to me? Do the work yourself. Look on the internet. Why do I, you know. It's just like, you, we want me to go do the workout for you too? Jeez, oh, whiz. <laughs> I love it. Oh, coach, I, I love it. I, I really do. It, you know, because I understand, you know. I, mm-hmm. And in high school, like I told you, you changed my life. You know, right. like I was 16 going to my junior year and and I thought I was a pretty good shooter. Um, Going to that camp, it was a smack in the face. Right. You know, I had guys that were my height, 5'11", and, and they're dunking on guys that are 6'2", 6'3". Right, they got right. These, they got these 44-inch verticals, and, <laughs> right. and I'm talking to them, and they're like, oh, dude, I, my dad is like a drill sergeant. He makes me jump rope with a 20-pound mm. weight vest on for 40 minutes a day, and I got to yeah. do this, and I got to do that. And I'm like, well, what the heck am I doing? Right. And, and I already knew that. I could handle the ball, but I wasn't fast. Mm-hmm. I knew I could pass the ball. I knew I didn't have hops. I knew I was kind of slow. So I said, okay, if I can just handle the ball enough to not get it stolen. Right. Find the open man, hunt the paint, get your feet wet, wet mm-hmm. and, and right. find the open man. Get people to pinch. Two or three mm-hmm. guys to pinch on you, and you kick sure. it. It's not your fault if they missed. You did the right, right. I did the right job. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number three, the last thing I need to do, I need to shoot the heck out of the ball. Mm-hmm. If I shoot ten shots, I need to make seven or eight. Right, right. I need to shoot above 60 to stay on that floor. Right. Even if I shoot three and I make two, then mm-hmm. I'm staying on the floor. Right. So, and I did that. And I did that to a T. You told me to keep track of our shots. You told me to do what I and I did it religiously. And I saw it from one year get better until the next year just being the deadly shooter where you step on the court and before you step on the court, before that tip off happens, which is a, which is a pat on the back to me is you hear players and coaches say shooters 22. Yeah. 22 is their shooter. Don't let Mm -hmm. 22 get hot. That to me was like, okay, they watched film on me. They know Mm -hmm. about me. And then when I stepped on the court and I think I got this from you also, I would look at guys in the face and said, there's no way you made 500 shots six right. days straight mm-hmm. like I did 
I'm going to beat mm-hmm. you. I'm going to beat you. It doesn't matter That's how much athletic exactly you are right. more than me. It doesn't matter if you're faster than me, stronger than me. You yep. can't outshoot. There's no way you can't outshoot me. Right. That was my ego. That was my chip. Mm-hmm. I was like, sure. I, would, I, was, I would step on the court with that demeanor, that ugliness. Mm-hmm. Just, you're not going to shoot better than me, bro. You just, you can't shoot better than me today. No, or any day for that matter. Right. And, and I kind of It's like the Mamba mentality, like what Kobe said. You know, I've been getting up early in the morning since I was, you know, 15, 16 years old. Now, all of a sudden, you get in the pros and you're going to try to do it. And most of the guys do it like they, you know, they're excited to get up. Like I used, for example, when uh, KCP left the Pistons and he went out to L.A., he writes, you know, he tweeted out there, oh, it's 530 in the morning. I'm up grinding. I'm hit in the gym. I said, let me see that tweet 30 days in a row. I said, the only reason you're up at 530 anyway in the gym is because you're still on East Coast time and you're just excited to be going to L.A. Never saw the tweet again. I love it. Coach, I love the trash talk. I used to tell my son that. I go, because my son is very, um, I want to say he's almost like an introvert, which like most kids are. Mm-hmm, right. Most kids these days are introverts versus the super, super alphas, right? Right, right. And I tell him all the time, I'm like, you have to have this swag about you. Mm-hmm. That no one's worked harder than you. Because he would get right. mad at me. We got a doctor dish at home. Because I'm right. a basketball junkie. It's like we got basketball crack, you and I, right? You don't mm-hmm. shoot every day, but you go out there and still shoot because why? Because you love the game. You love the art. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And I tell him, he gets mad at me and he goes, why do you shoot better than I yeah. than I do? I shoot every day. I go, son, I've shot million more shots than you have. Sure. Mm-hmm. Millions. It's like you riding a bike to the me. surface. Yeah. Exactly. I tell I tell the kids like right now for the year I'm I'm right now at ninety eight point eight percent during my lectures, right? And I tell the kids, you know, like, well, how do you do it? I said, listen, I said I, I make ninety eight point eight percent of my shots day in and day out, year in and year out. I'm at like body temperature, you know, ninety eight point six. Oh, I love you know, it. Oh, over the years, so but I tell them, I says, you know what? I probably missed more shots than you've taken. It's like the old saying. The master has failed more times than the student has even tried. Right. But kids don't understand it. They just see the, the, the result. And the Because, well, I can do that. I says, yeah, anybody can do it. I said, you want to be the greatest shooter in the world, there's two things you do. The first part's easy. You shoot the ball with correct form and technique. You know, feet shoulder width apart, toe to the target, elbow underneath the ball. Bend and extend, elbow above eyebrow, hand in the hoop, freeze the follow through, hold hands high. So that's the easy part. Right. The second part of the equation is when nobody wants to be the greatest because you must shoot the ball more times than anybody else in the world the correct way. And that's when we come up with excuses. There's a low cloud cover in Brazil. There's a sandstorm in the Sahara. There's a rainstorm in the rainforest. You know, whatever. I got to watch the Kardashians. You, I should oh, make shots, I not excuses, it. man. I love so, it. You're completely right. Completely so. right. I love it. Now, oh my gosh, coach. I mean, you could drop the mic right there and we could end the show. And just be like, hey, hey yeah. we're done. Mm, there was a sandstorm uh, in the Saharas. We're out. Yeah. But I have way too many. I have way too many other things to ask you. So, um, communication. Communication is huge, and it's not just big on defense. It's it's really, really big on the offensive side. How important is that and why? 
Well, when I was with the Knicks, you know, we had Jason Kidd, which, you know, makes your life a lot easier as a point guard Hall of Famer and, you know, great passer. And he used to just tell the guys, you know, if you don't practice being a great passer in practice, when do you become a great passer? So we we had our cues as passers. We wanted the pass to be on time and on target. Now, as the shooter, we wanted to call for the ball. Why do we want to call for the ball? Number one, we're open. Number two, I'm ready. And number three, I want to catch it in my rhythm. Open, ready, rhythm. I mean, how many times you like, you're waiting on a ball, but you're not talking, and you're like trying to stagger your steps because the ball ball handler's got his head down, not, right. not with his head up, especially at a younger age. And we did that. We we led the league in the fewest amount of uh, turnovers during the year. And we actually set NBA record for the most threes in the history of the league at that point. But now it's not even in the top 50 because, you know, everyone shoots, you know, so many more threes again. Right. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I, I tell my son all the time, I said, even when you're in a game, um, you could be looking right, you know, at a player. You mm-hmm. got a player on the left that you could tell that his defender is kind of sagging off, yet kind of playing lazy defense. Let's say his name is Ronnie. Ronnie cut. He cuts hard, right? Swim moves mm-hmm. over the top of the guy. Right. Pass, you know, bounce pass right to him as you're not even looking at him. Beautiful layup. I go, because chances are when you're playing in that basketball game, he doesn't know the guy he's guarding. All he knows no. is he's guarding number 12. He doesn't know mm-hmm. his name's Ronnie. Right. And then the other thing is, you know, once again, part of society, kids don't communicate because they're on their cell phones tweeting and and texting. They don't they don't use it to make a phone call anymore. They right. do everything but make a phone call. Right. Like, like I said, you know, your son's an introvert. I mean, a lot of that has to do with, you know, like I said, social media. Everyone's like, you know, like I just I just had lunch and I'm like looking at people at lunchtime there. And, you know, there's like five people at a table and nobody's talking. Everyone's on their cell phone. I'm like, you know, it's just why, why did you go to lunch with these people if you're not going to communicate with them? Absolutely. I mean, I go I went to lunch yesterday with my kids and mm-hmm. my first rule of thumb is nobody's taking their cell phone out. Right. When I was in the NBA, one of the teams I was with, we used to put our cell phones in the middle of the table. Right. And whoever picked their phone up, bought dinner for everybody. That's right. See, that's a beautiful yeah. thing, and I try to teach my kids that. You're you're at lunch with me. The old man's going to pick up the bill, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But if I'm going right. to pick up that bill, neither yep. one of you are going to text anybody, go on Instagram, go on TikTok. No one's doing anything. I don't even do that. I, I don't even care. Right. About sure. I, I don't care who's calling me. It, it could have been, mm-hmm. I mean, no offense, coach. It could have been you calling yep. me or, or texting me. But yep. at that moment, the only thing that's important nope. to me is having that family. with the people it's I'm with. It's who you're with. Exactly right. Right. Um, now, alongside basketball, what sport has great athletes and why? I would say after basketball, I always tell people you're a basketball player, you're the greatest athlete in the world. Yes, me too. And uh, you know, after that, you know, the football. I think the toughest position to play in any sports, like in a cornerback or safety. I mean, you got Randy Moss coming at you or Jerry Rice coming at you, and you're backpedaling, man. You can't make a mistake within the first five yards, or you beat. And you're running backwards, and he's coming at you straight ahead. I, I just think that's an incredible athletic position. For sure. No, for sure. You, know, you have to have speed. You have to have strength, quickness, lateral movement, everything. 
Right. Okay. I like that. I like that. Mine is boxing. I mm-hmm. think I think not only with the footwork, right, but with um going to battle with with another person mm-hmm. um, and you don't have a teammate, you know, you don't have anybody right. passing sure. the ball. You, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you do have your corner talking to you, but it's yeah, man oh man. It yeah, I to me that's that's tough. Mm-hmm. That's that's a tough pill to swallow. That I think that yeah. takes. A, I used to, you know, I'm big into quotes and stuff. And uh, one of Muhammad Ali's quotes was, "Long before I had entered the ring, I knew whether I won or lost the fight." See, there you go. You know, did you do the work? Did you know if you did the work? Right. You're deserving to win that. Right. I love that. Um, yeah. If you could pick your own dream team. Who would they be and why your first five? Uh, you know, that stuff is like, you know, all, you know, I, I, I've not, I've never been into like all that stuff. Like, cause everyone has their own opinion. You know right. I mean? Like there's guys that like Michael Jordan and don't, there's guys that like LeBron. So everyone can have their own. I, I just think like the greatest player of all time myself is Will Chamberlain. I mean, the okay. guy still holds so many records right. and everything, you know, it's just, unbelievable i mean they widened the lane he did everything to make him so he couldn't score and he still averaged 50 a game you know but i and he was just like you know so strong and and just you know powerful and but um you know as far as that i mean i i think a lot of these younger guys you know are overhyped like you know people have no idea like how good rick barry was oh my god rick barry was i mean and he wouldn't be one of my top five but I would have probably Wilt would be my center, you know. Then I would have uh, I'd probably go with Bird, Magic, Jordan, you know, and maybe Steph Curry or something. I mean, I, I, I'd have to really think about it, but like, you know, I just think you know Steph changed the game as well, just with what he can do, you know, with the he range. Did. He did, and uh, you know, he can handle a ball, and he can, you know, he can, when he first came to the league, he was a terrible finisher. Right. Now he's one he of the best finishers around the basket. And, but he, he moves so well without the ball. He does. You know? My favorite. And Jordan, Jordan just played, you know, both sides of the ball where I think that's where LeBron, you know, lacks, you know, with uh, that. And his mindset, you know, Jordan just had that killer mindset. Yeah. And he, same thing with Bird, I mean, and, and Magic, I mean, changed the game with his height. You know, Bird just goes to show slow white guy with smarts and can, but Bird could handle a ball and he could shoot the ball. Right. And move without the ball and talk trash to you and then back it up. Right. I mean, I, I love Bird. Um, I really do. I think, and I still love uh, Steph. You know, I, I get a lot I right. get a lot of heat, you know, because I, I do still, you know, hey, hoorah with Steph and my son and all his friends. But I tell them all the time, I said, you know, growing up, Ray Allen. Yeah, Ray's great. I used to work Ray out all Gosh, the time. Ray's go, unbelievable. That one guy can move without one of my the favorites, ball. Yeah. yeah he well, moves without the ball. Well, people forget this also. People forget how athletic he was. Right. When he first came into the league, I mean, he, he was, you know, jump out of the gym. Everyone just remembers him at the end, like, you know, catch and shoot guy. But he was unbelievable. Right. He came in the league. Right. And I tell people that too. I'm like, dude, right. I'm going to go watch footage of Ray Allen. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Great, phenomenal basketball mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. Moves without the ball, doesn't dribble much. Kind of, kind of reminds me. Get now, now, now. Transfer this old school Ray Allen 
Clay Thompson. Yep, very similar. Very similar, and very similar. and a lot of a lot of the players that you know I coach and and I'm dealing with, they all love you know Clay Thompson as well. And I'm mm-hmm. like, if you love Clay, go watch Ray. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. now if you were gonna leave this earth today, mm-hmm. and you had to have a post-it note, and on that post-it note you can write three words or one phrase, what would that be? I've had a blessed life. Oh man, yeah, I I would say you have, Coach. I mean, basketball has brought you a lot of happiness. I'm I'm sure. Oh, it has. You know, it's uh, you know, taking me all over the world. I actually met my wife at Michael Jordan's fantasy camp. So, uh, you know, I every I owe everything to that round ball. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Now, does faith play a big role in your success? Yes, it has. I mean, one year, uh, you know, I became a Christian. Well, now it's going on 22 years ago, I became a Christian. And uh, I now like, you know, I used to just chart my shots. Now every day I have a little passage from the Bible I read before I go out and speak and everything. And every morning I wake up, I, you know, read the Bible, read my testimonies. my, uh, And then uh, I write a little note to my daughter every day. I've been doing it since she was born. And, um, you know, it's uh, given me a, a laser-like focus, more focused. I used to, like, fly off the handle and everything. I'm a lot more calmer. And uh, the first year I became a Christian, I actually I actually carried a notebook with me. 2006, uh, during my lectures, I made 99.01% of my shots. Wow. And I tell people, you have no idea how tough that is. Like, even going from 98.6 to 98.8, people have no idea. I said, look, they said, well, round it off, it's 99. I says, no, 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 no. 98.6 million is not 99 million. You know, 98.8 million is not, you know, 99 million. I said, you can't. I said, it's much harder for me to improve than it is for you. You know, you're a 22% shooter. You can make a pretty good jump if you work. You make a 10%. I can't make a 10% jump. No, it's impossible. You know, it's it. So, but I tell people, if I miss two shots in 100 back when I, like I said, I made nine, I got to run 200 in a row off. You know? Yeah, that's impossible. I mean, they, it's not impossible, but not it's... Not impossible. It's, it's been done. It's I had, I've actually had, I actually had back-to-back perfect lectures. Are you serious? Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember watching you doing the same lectures, like you said. You're mm-hmm. talking and you're shooting. You're talking right. and you're shooting, and you're at the mid range and you're mm-hmm. just making. And we're just going nuts. And then you're you're obviously filling our energy. And then you're you're at the three. You're at the top of the key, right. and you're just mm-hmm. hitting. And you're just hitting. And then you're at the NBA three, and you're hitting. Right. And you're yeah. hitting. And then you take a couple steps back, and you're hitting. And you're hitting. And now you're at half court, and you're hitting. Uh-huh. And we're and yeah. I'm watching you, and I'm going, how is this guy from mm. Jersey that's like five ten doing this? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know it's 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 a it's a it's a wow factor. Right, right. Can you imagine if social media was around twenty years ago? Right. How big would you be then? <laughs> Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. I'm, I'm glad I grew up without it, to be honest with you. Like everyone says, oh, you need a big. I don't. I don't want social media presence. I said people can find me. They can look me up. 
I don't like, you know, I actually have a shooters club, which uh, the guy that I, you know, did the computer, uh, the shooters club with, he's good with the computer and everything. So he's, he puts out like reels or whatever on Instagram. And everyone's like, I saw you put a nice reel. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what a reel is or anything. So Neither do I. The less I know, the better off I am. I told people, if I took all the time trying to post everything I did, I wouldn't be able to shoot the ball like I do. No. You're you absolutely know? right. I'm, so. I'm terrible at social media. I mean, yeah. that's why I still do it old school the way we're talking right now. You that's know I mean? it. That's it. You know, I have one last question. Sure. And that question is, if you could train any player, whether they're alive or past, who would it be and why? I would have liked to have uh, been able to train Michael Jordan just to uh, see what his mindset was like. You know, I actually toured, you know, Europe with Michael and everything, but we were, you know, wasn't training him. And just to see, you know, how comparable he would be to, like, you know, Kobe. They said, like, you know, they got those psychiatric tests with athletes, and they said that their mental, mental makeup was very similar, you know. And right. uh, just the greatest, I mean, you want to work with, you know, the greatest players like you know jordan changed his body you know he's getting beat up he hired tim grover who's a good friend of mine and he told tim you know when uh tim told me that uh you know when he he wanted tim's first love was basketball you know and then he had a bad really bad leg injury and so he said he's gonna you know become a strength and conditioning coach and he was you know working at a health club you know working people out and everything and he's decided to send letters to everybody in the Chicago Bulls except Michael Jordan. Why? Because he's, well, he said, what does he need me for? He's the, you know, one of the top players in the league. What's he need me for? So it was like in Judd Boosler's locker or something, a letter, and Jordan saw it. And he saw the letters and everyone, he's like, well, how come I didn't get a fucking letter? Excuse my language on the thing. Oh, I Sorry, love it. No, go I'm ahead, say quote, it. I'm quoting Jordan, right? So, so Jordan called him up and said, how come I didn't get a letter? And Tim's like, this ain't Michael Jordan. He's like, no, this is Michael Jordan. Why didn't he? goes, well, you know, you're like, you know, one of the best players in the league right now. I didn't think you need me. He goes, come over to my house. He gave his address. He said, you got 30 days. 30 days went into, you know, 15 years relationship to make me stronger. Because, like, remember Detroit was beating him up and everything? Yes, yes. And he got stronger. And then, you know, same thing like your mentality was you're the best shooter in the gym. Jordan took over in the fourth quarter because he says, I know I'm in much better shape than you. I'm better athletically, number one, but I'm in much better shape than you, number two. So I'm going to just dominate you and destroy you in the fourth quarter. Oh, my God. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. this is why I do podcasts because I learn new crap every day. I love right, that. Right, Yeah. No. Like, that, so. that's amazing. Yeah, but that's what the great ones do. The great ones aren't happy where they're at. No, they're you're right. They're right. I mean, I mean, look at LeBron. I mean, yeah, he's no, spent he spends over a million dollars a year on, on his, his on his uh, body. You know, he's got his own chef, his own masseuse. You know, yeah, he should spend some money on a shooting coach. <laughs> Why doesn't he hire you? That's that's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> especially now, especially now at 38. Now you know you're not going to be getting to the hoop as many times, but you know, be able to be consistently to make your uh, make the easy ones, the 15 footers. Especially at the charity stripe, where he's not very good at. You know, he's up and down. You know, he's about probably about a seventy-five percent shooting from the line. You know, right now, why why is it that 
the game you think has overcome from the three-point line versus just finding that simple rhythm three uh, mid-range shot? Well, it's just easier. You know, you see the kids. It's easy just to pull up from three. You, I mean, you see where kids are pulling up from now. Right. You guys are pulling up from 30 feet. You can get that shot anytime you want. Right? It's a bad but shot, when the, though. When it's the, a bad when shot. The, of course it is. But analytics tell you you shoot thirty you th- you shoot you shoot thirty three percent from there, it's equal to fifty percent inside the arc. And analytics guys have never played the game of basketball. It's yep. all about their numbers, you know? I had a and and the thing is, you know, when the game's online they tell you don't shoot mid range jump shots. They want layups or they want the three. Now how often you see a guy at the layup and throws it out for a three? Seven footer gets a rebound, throws it out to three. I love when they throw it out to the other team. That's even better. Right. 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 So, but here's the thing when the game's on the line, it's a one point game. What shot is everybody trying to get? An elbow jump shot. They run a high pick and roll. Kevin Durant wants to get to that elbow. Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Devin Booker, Chris Paul. But it's a bad shot the rest of the game. But when the game's on the line, let's take the shot that we tell you not to shoot the entire time. Makes no sense because you have people that aren't basketball people trying to tell you the, what the numbers are. Right. And what's and what? I, under, I understand the numbers. And if you, you know, a 33% shooter better be shooting at three. Then. You can't have Anthony Davis at 16.7% shooting at three and think you're going to get a 33% result out of it. Right. Now, let me ask you this, you know, because you're very big on your analytics with yourself. Right. All right. But I understand why you are because you're very consistent in your Mm -hmm. job. You put in the time and the effort and the hours, the unseen hours of doing that craft. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I get why you are with yourself. Now, as a team or as a group, especially youth or high school, does analytics really, do you really even care about it? Well, I would I would use them to prove and disprove why Jimmy's not playing. Because every parent gets in and thinks their kids should be playing and right. everything. Well, I Jimmy Jimmy shoots Jimmy shoots twenty two percent in practice. So, what do you think he's going to shoot in a game? Ten. He's yeah, exactly. So that's why Jimmy's not playing. Okay, this is why you can't shoot threes. You you make thirty out of a hundred in practice. And, you know, I, I actually have these goals. You want, I, I call it, I actually got it from, uh, I forget what coach it was, but it's a license. Okay? You want to be able to shoot the threes? You got to shoot this this week. You got to shoot this many, this well from the three-point line. So now you get your license. I'll let that person take even a bad three because they earned it. Right. Next week, next week, you know, okay, you got a yellow light. This You don't have the green light. Yellow means you better be a catch and shoot in rhythm three. Now you got a red light. That means you should only be shooting it, you know, with the, the, if you have the ball and the shot clock's running out. You know? Right. Oh. And I tell people, I always tell people, if you're always open, there's a reason you're always open. You oh. suck. That's why you're open. I love it. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, coach. Why, so. why aren't you living in San Diego? <laughs> Believe me, I, I I love it down there. Oh my gosh, coach! If you live here, I would just want you to come to like a weekend with me, and just sit <laughs> on the bench and and you don't have to coach. Just 
I just want you to preach the way you just did, because then uh, kids will look at me and be like, I'm like, I told you. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, I love it. I, I mean, because that's how I am. I'm the same mm-hmm. way, and and I'm I'm very, very black and white, just like you are. Right. And, but you know what? That's what you want, right? There should be no sure, gray in yeah. basketball. No, you don't want any gray areas. You know, right is right and wrong is wrong. Oh, man, coach. And old school's right school. Old school is right school. I man, I need to get a T-shirt that says that. That's it, <laughs> coach.